Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about time-gated content. We are going to be taking questions about this. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live, twitch.tv slash rage. Just look me up, rage. I'm probably live right now. These usually hit the feeds when I'm already live. So come on in and hang out with us. Have a good time. Submit your questions. Uh, basically what I said was time gated content is good, but I can understand why folks sometimes get frustrated when the actual content leads to almost like it feels frivolous or silly, like little teeny things we had to do for Thunderlord, or you're waiting and waiting and waiting for something to come out and then it comes out and you can't really do it. That that's like, I think time gated pairs well with drift feed, but sometimes they haven't done it right. So let's jump into the first question here. Because it is the day of the last word, so there'll be there'll be some maintenance, but when the, the reset finally happens and maintenance is over, I'm going to want to cut this short and jump in and do the beginning of the last word quest. First question from Thannery. Why do you think the community flips out over time gates? To me, it gives something to look forward to. I think there's two, there's two sort of sentimentalities about Twitch and about sort of the content delivery system that they're trying. There are people that are like, give me everything right now and just let me play at my at my own pace. I really feel like that request is often coupled with a similar personality of I'm going to blitz the content and be bored as soon as I'm done and then be angry. Right? Um, and so I, I don't I don't think the sentimentality of people being like, give me everything right now. I actually don't think that jives with a game as service game. And I've said this before. If you always want to kind of have something to do and something to invest in, you kind of need to let them hold content and spread it out. Because they just, they can't, nobody's going to make enough content for you to play at the level that people play and still have new things to do, you know, a month from now. The, the content loop will get repetitive. It gets repetitive in any game, but it will also get, get burned through very quickly if it's just sort of handed to you on a silver platter. Now, I understand that when people are like, why is this time-gated? It's going to take me six weeks to get this exotic, and you're making me do little chintzy things every time. I think there's a right and a wrong way to do time-gate. I also think time-gated gets confused with drip feed. I think people rail against the annual pass and they call it time gate. There's a difference between saying this forge isn't going to release for three weeks and saying here's quest step number one come back next week for quest step number two. The, the Coming back for step number two, that's time gated. Drip feed content is not the same as time gated because you haven't interacted with it yet. You haven't done anything with it yet. And so when I look at the, the landscape of how they've executed both drip feed and the time gated stuff, I think time gated and drip feed go, go hand in hand and people just need to accept the fact that getting everything all at once is just not going to be the way they do it anymore. Well, I mean, are, were, were people mad when they found out that there were, there were elements of the Dreaming City that were time gated? No, it was a really cool surprise. Like giving us everything all at once wouldn't have wouldn't have led to that that feeling of wait what everything changed what's this thing the shattered throne what's this what's that so i i think folks need to accept that if you're going to play a game as service game and play over the weeks and months there are going to be pieces of content that you have to wait on and that's common in a lot of games like that now the seasons and the rifts with diablo you know there's something that changes every season there's things that come out 
and time-gated stuff, time-gated quests, time-gated bounties, again, I think they're okay if there's a significant investment each week, and then you're like, okay, I kind of have to wait until until next week, come back and do more. You don't want to do too much. It's like when people ask, should there be more, should there be more or less questline exotics? I don't think it's a either don't do them or do them kind of a thing. I, I think you can have both. I think you can have questline exotics, and I think you can have exotics that drop randomly. I think you can have time-gated quests and bounties, and you can have bounties and, and quest lines that are not time-gated. We're, we're hearing that the last word is not a time-gated quest, and I think there's a time and a place for both. I just think the Thunderlord, and even somebody earlier was saying the Polaris Lance, they didn't like the Polaris Lance time-gate. I think that there have been ways they've done in the past that haven't been as appealing. So they could afford to learn from those mistakes and not repeat them. JD Gamer. Do you think Last Word will be better than the Lunas and it will change the meta and be like the Graviton and the Vigilance meta, but the Last Word in the Lunas with shotguns? Here's what I think is going to happen. I think at range, the Not Forgotten and the Lunas will be fine against the Last Word because they're meant they're 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 more effective at range. This is a hip fire weapon. This is sort of a barrel stuff weapon. You got to get up close. Um, Ace of Spades is also still a really really strong you know, hand cannon in the Crucible. I think the problem with what what's going to happen is it's going to be really really easy to close space and get close, and ma- it's going to be hard to leverage your Lunas and you're not forgotten. And I'm going to explain what I mean. Right now, if you close space and get close to somebody with a shotgun, you got to get really, you got to get, you know, you got to get pretty close to them on top of them, and you got to land that one shot. You don't have to get as close with the last word. So the engagement range is gonna is gonna happen quicker, right? <clears throat> so when someone's pushing you with a shotgun, and they're, they're, they're charging at you full bore and you've got a not forgotten and a Luna's you have more time before they get within effective range right there's a larger window the the last word's going to be different so I'm making I'm making a prediction here I may end up being wrong but like the last word is going to hit its effective range quicker than a shotgun which means the maps that really allow for closing of space and pushing aggressively the last word could make it very difficult for Luna's and Not Forgotten to shut down the rush. It's just going to be a matter of seeing where can I position myself? How can I set up myself to have a longer approach to give myself a little bit more time? Because as soon as they're within effective range, if they can la- if they can land those hip fire shots, that thing kills very very fast. That I mean, if you watch the footage, I mean that hip fire three tap is is very quick. <laughs> is really really quick so i i'm i'm concerned that what's going to happen is a lot of the people that grinded for the the lunas and the not forgotten are going to feel like they quickly are getting outmatched and outpushed and they're going to feel like all their grind was for a weapon that is now sort of on the shelf now they might not care okay i'm going to give myself an out i'm going to give myself a caveat they might not care Someone who grinded for a Lunas and a Not Forgotten might be like, I don't really care. The last word's fun, and I'm better than most of the people that are acting stupid and rushing with it mindlessly. <clears throat> so, they might not care. 
And the last word's an exotic. So, like, it is sensible. It does... I think it's okay for it to be a top-tier weapon. You just have to remember, one of the issues with Destiny's PvP has always been movement speed and closing space is significant in making it difficult for certain weapon types to get their footing. Scouts really struggle right now. Pulses did okay in D1. Some of that came down to map design and positioning, right? Your your Hawksaw was was a killer if you if you lined up your positioning right so they couldn't push you. If you keep getting killed with shotguns, you're probably just standing too close to choke points. Dial back a little bit. Draw back and don't push choke points. Make them come through the choke point and then you're going to land those early shots and get them weak. And if they're doing the same thing with the last word, you can adapt. You can, you know, you can draw back a bit more. In my mind, that's going to be the pivot that people are going to have to make. Either shut up and play the meta, as we've said before. You might just have to shut up and play the meta. Just use the last word and, and have a ball. It's the wild, wild west, you know, pew, pew, pew. Or if you're like, no, I really want to keep using my not forgotten and my, my Lunas, you might have to play a little bit more drawn back because they're going to get within effective range of the, of the last word faster than they get within the effective range of shotguns. So they're going to start hitting you quicker due to effective range and the fire rate of the last word is going to make it tough for you to stay ahead in the race i'll give an example the go figure is a super strong weapon in pvp but once you start going toe-to-toe with the bygones the quicker fire rate of the bygones makes it really tough for go figure to get traction so i think something similar may happen if last word users can get to that really that effective range fast and then you're racing they're shooting faster than you. They're going to land those three headshots faster than you. So you just got to consider that. that that's going to be a part of... That's going to be a part of the the back and forth and the fighting. So... SF Aiden. What are your thoughts on time-gated content being more like Whisper Catalyst or Nascent Dawn Quest? Because I believe they were better time-gated quests, and there is the criticism that Nascent Dawn was disappointing reward, but I thought the way it was executed was much better with the lore drop each week, trying uh, tying together threads from D1, giving us the stranger's identity. I agree with you. I actually liked those... I liked the, uh, the Nascent Dawn one for the... Um, I forget the name of the exotic now because it's not very good. <laughs> I like that one. I thought it was totally fine. The the Polaris Lance. The Polaris Lance just wasn't a very good weapon. It was... It, it Again, it's another exotic primary that just feels kind of chintzy in the grand scheme of things. So I think if you're going to have a long, drawn-out quest like that and make it really you know interesting and intriguing, that's what... Think about it from this standpoint. When people got the sleeper within a day, that should have been the Polaris Lance. The sleeper should have been the long drawn out quest because that was a stupidly strong weapon and it deserved more respect than it got. The Polaris Lance didn't deserve the treatment that it got because it's just a really, really weak exotic. So it's very good now. I mean, exotic primaries and secondaries in general right now are generally, they're just not worth using over, over exotic powers. That's part of the problem. I don't know if it's justifiable to use Polaris Lance outside of, you know, you're saying it three taps in Crucible. I don't think anybody's really using it in Crucible with the current meta of shotguns and and hand cannons. If they are, they're probably having a hard time. I'm not saying nobody's using it. I just don't think it's getting used to any great degree. Little Light. Do you believe that Bungie will ever reintroduce SIVA in D2? Bungie had an early uh, concept art of SIVA on Nessus, but, um... Have yet to hint at Siva's return. 
I don't know. I don't think we completely got rid of it, just like the Taken aren't completely gone either, but I don't know if it's ever going to have... I don't know if they have a, a reason to bring it back. Uh, De Silva says, What if the last word quest is time-gated like the Thunderlord? Well, I mean, we've been we've been informed, you know, a handful of times today that it's been data-mined that it is not time-gated. So, we're taking that to the bank and saying, don't worry, it's not time-gated. I think we're just trusting the, the data-mine. Uh, Ice Cold says, do you think time-gated content is just to keep people engaged, like a carrot on a stick, uh, but people get to eat the carrot before they pull a new one out? Well, I mean, here's the thing. It isn't. It's not sinister. I think everybody likes to look at look at development and they and companies and say, "Oh, it's sinister. Everything's evil. Everything's everything's manipulative." At the end of the day, they're trying to get you. They're trying to get you to to log in on a regular basis, right? So, and and, and they're trying to get you to do that, but also, but also. There is a natural course of that's the way the game is designed, right? So yes, they want you to log in on a regular basis, but that's because it's a game as service. It's not purely sinister like, yeah, we get them to log in every week because of this time gated. <laughs> yes. It's not purely manipulative. It's part and parcel to the identity of a game as service game. It's like it's like weekly resets, it's like daily bounties. It's not it's not purely manipulation. There's a, there's an element of drip feed and time gated content and weekly resets are all part of the same ball of wax. It's a it is a it's an I- identifiable identity centering thing about destiny. You are you are you're logging in each week to do stuff. It's like when you don't get the drop from the raid that you want. You log in the next week and you try again. They're not I don't I don't think you can always jump to its sinister manipulation. It's just part of what games like this are doing. Black Mambo, uh, time gating for quests like Thunderlord and to an extent Wish Ender are okay. But combining them with RNG mechanics for critical parts of the quest is not the way to go forward. Yeah, I would agree with this, right? I would agree with this. There, there are time-gated quests, there are drip-feed content, and then there's time-gated quests with RNG inside. So when the, when you were trying to get the, the, the Izanagi's Burden, that's a good example of a quest that wasn't necessarily time-gated, but they made it time-gated with RNG. If you didn't get a rare bounty to drop, you couldn't do the rare bounty. You couldn't advance to the step with the Shattered Throne. They just made that a time-gated exotic quest because of RNG. And I think that irritated people. Because then I get time-gated, but you don't get time-gated. Why? Because you had better RNG than me. I agree with you. I don't think that's the proper way to do it either. Uh... Eggroll Ghost says, with the last word and Thorn coming to D2, any other weapons you want back in the game, either a drop or a quest? I don't have a list of guns that I want to have come back. Um, I that's never been that's never been the way I operate. I want new stuff. I want new exotics. I want new loot to chase. I would like my big sort of wish list right now is to change the weapon system so that I could feel empowered to use exotic primaries and secondaries on a more regular basis. 
you know, whether it's the Huckleberry or the Graviton or the Sunshot, whatever. I know just to change it up. The problem is, is that the the weapon system is convoluted and confused, and legendary heavies like rockets and grenade launchers and and linear fusions are generally considered to be bad and they're very underrepresented so if they were to address that if i could get a pinnacle grenade launcher that was legendary and was like awesome and strong and really felt it was justifiable to use it well then i would feel freed up to use other exotics you know whether i like using the exotic using the risk runner in in the Burguzia Forge has been really, really fun, but then you got to switch to get out your whisper for the final part, and it just, it just gets annoying, you know. And so I think, I think in, a, in the in the grand scheme of things, they my laundry list is not oh please bring back other exotics. Mine is please fix the weapon system so that I have you know loadout choices and options. Make fusion rifles not trash. Make snipers not trash. Like. Slide all primaries up into the primary slot. Slide all secondaries into the secondary slot. Give us true elemental primaries and go to a system that is got way more investment options for your weapons. Because you could have elemental perks for your elemental primaries and damage perks like we have now. Everybody goes for the same perk combinations, right? Rampage Outlaw, Rampage Outlaw, Rampage Feeding Frenzy. Well, if you could go for more elemental-driven perks because you have elemental primaries up in the primary slot... And then you have secondaries that actually function as secondaries. They buff fusions. They buff snipers. And then they make legendary heavies function as heavies. They're viable. They're strong. And they add and they add pinnacle versions that you can't get anywhere else. Like, imagine a rocket launcher or a grenade launcher that's legendary, but it's at the level of the breakneck. It's that cool and it's that awesome. That would be really fun. That frees up your loadout. You can, you can have a difference in your experience. Lotus 577, do you think D1 handled this better than D2 does currently? With Taken King, we had items drop or be available on specific days versus RNG or comeback style. There was plenty of comeback later in Destiny 1. I just don't, maybe you're just not remembering. The sword quests had that, you know, you did the thing and you came back later. I'm fairly certain sleeper quests did that. The uh, Outbreak Prime did that, didn't it? I thought the Outbreak Prime did that. You, you... There was a there was a get the thing and come back later. I'm pretty sure there were plenty of quests in D1 that were do this thing and come back later. And then the gunsmith had the weekly orders that was a come back later thing. That I got that idea today. I mean, I talked about that. Um, the chaperone was a come back later. Someone in chat is saying. So I don't know if you could say they did it better. I mean, I they weren't doing drip feed back then, so maybe it wasn't as frustrating. I think the reason it's been frustrating right now is folks are sort of waiting for everything. They're waiting for the forges. They're waiting for Niobe Labs. They're waiting for this. They're waiting for that. And then when you add on top of that, this element of, hey, by the way, you're also going to have to wait to finish this quest, the Izanagi's Burden. I think that's when folks start to get irritated. They're like, I, you know, I would like to just play the game and get the stuff like why are you making me wait for everything they have to find that balance with time gated quests and that's why we're already doing a lot of waiting and that's fine they're, you know they're going towards a format where there's no content drought and since there's no content drought you know they're they're going to be dripping feed content to us but you have to make sure that it doesn't become a big point of frustration for people 
you don't want people to start to spurn your content that's when you start to lose people when they feel like yeah I log in regularly but everything's time gated everything's you know I can't get anything done that I want to get done that's not what you, you don't want that to be the experience of the players not instant gratification but like it just needs to be more rewarding and not don't 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 stack don't triple stamp a double stamp you know like oh rng and time gated that was a mistake on the izanagi's burden quest uh z prima i think time gated content is good in only oh i think time gated content is only good in mmos if you need a story that expands in real life clock in uh, clock time, sorry, then yes. If the story is personalized for my character, then there is no need for it to be time-gated, as it does not depend on any in-game events to be completed, unlocked, in order to progress. My question is, is time-gated content now just an excuse so that the devs have more time? Again, I feel like this is like that sort of, that's that more sinister way of looking at it. It's like, well, the devs are being lazy, or this is just to get us to log in every week. I think time-gated content, as you say, you say it's only good in MMOs. Well, I mean, Destiny sort of tries to hit some of the markers and some of the identifiers that MMOs hit with respect to logging in each week, logging in each day. So, you know, I think that... I think that it's part and parcel to the identity more than it is, but like Bungie's not being like, we got to buy ourselves time man, do a bunch of time gated stuff. I think it's like, no, we have to do drip feed where there's no way we're going to create enough content to get all this done. So it, it, it creates this element of we better, you know, we better trickle some of this out. We better time gate some of this stuff. Again, I don't think it's sinister or manipulative. You know, I don't, I don't think it's that. Tropic Tropico Daddy is acquiring the Chronicler title uh, time gated or drip feed content. Those that are chasing the title have probably acquired the other books required for the title. Truth to Power book page drops every three weeks at full curse. Yeah, I mean that's a form of time gated content. Uh, it, is that something that you can't get RNG? You know, I don't I don't know how that title works, so I don't know. I mean it's it sounds like it's slightly time gated. Because you have to wait for full curse, um, but I don't know. I don't know if they uh, if they have RNG applied to it as well. Because that's what happened with the Izanagi's burden. You know, that quest was RNG standing in the way of something that became time gated. You could have done Shattered Throne that week, like I did, if you were lucky enough to have one. But if you weren't, then it becomes time gated. So, yeah, it's a mixture of both too, right? Because the because the shattered throne was drip feed. It came out. It came out after a while, and now it's on a rotator. And if you can't get the steps needed, you know, completed, then you're going to be in that situation where you're waiting on full curse, which is a form of time gating. It's like come back on that week. Uh, Dr. Getgood, do you think the community in any large amount will understand that just drip feed content for this season pass isn't going to be as large as Forsaken on day one? I still see a lot of ignorance. Uh, still see a lot of ignorance on message boards and YouTube comment sections and even more from YouTubers not understanding the process. I mean, I interacted with a guy at the capture event and I didn't get I didn't get into a debate with him. I heard him out and just I just I just didn't reply. I just kind of listened. But 
his beef with with Black Armory was it's like I I don't think it's worth the thirty dollars. Was essentially what he said. Oh, I just it, it wasn't worth it. You know, it's compared. He said, you know, compared to Forsaken, what we paid and what we got, it just didn't seem like enough content. And in my mind, I'm thinking, you paid thirty five dollars and Black Armory represents twelve bucks. And when you compare other games, like I compared it to the Headhunter packs for Borderlands, those were ten dollars each. The, the Black Armory, after it's all said and done for 12 bucks is an absolute steal like there's so much there's so much there's so many pieces of gear added there, there's an entire raid there's four forges there was Niobe Labs even if you didn't like Niobe Labs because of the way they handled it it still is it still is good content puzzle criticisms aside it's a really really good environment it's cool it's unique nothing like that in Destiny until it, you know until it landed so I I happen to think that the value is is actually really strong uh, for Black Armory, and I think a lot of people take the line of thinking of doing what you're saying. They're like, "Well, look at everything we got in Forsaken." Yeah, Forsaken was forty dollars. It was an it was an entire campaign driven DLC. The annual pass is thirty five, spread out over like nine months, and it's drip feed. So you can't like analyze two weeks of Black Armory and say this is a complete ripoff. This wasn't worth thirty five dollars. That's that's a really unfair sort of summation of the value because you don't have all the value yet that would be like subscribing to a magazine getting one magazine and being like I spent 60 bucks for this what the frick no you spent 60 bucks for an entire year of magazines once you have all 12 magazines well then you could say whether or not you thought the value was a was was a value transmission that was worth your money yep I got I got I got 12 magazine I got it I got it I got the Jotun. Whew. So you can't you have to you'd have to wait until the end of that year to say whether or not you felt like that magazine subscription was worth it. And I feel like a lot of folks are just jumping. They're just jumping right to nope. I it's not worth the money. It's not good. You know what I mean? So I I happen to think that we just need to wait, and if you analyze it from a pricing standpoint. I think the I think the structure is very very good. If we get black armory amount of content every single time for the $12, I happen to think that's really good value transmission. Now obviously that's subjective. You may not think that. You may think completely differently than me, but I think it's cool. Uh Comatost says does the type of content present does that type of content present an issue for the developer to create more enhanced lore? No, I don't think so. More enhanced lore isn't related to Timegate. If anything, as somebody pointed out with the Polaris Lance quest, you can you can Timegate and trickle you can trickle out content and have the story slowly developing. So I don't think Timegating works against it doesn't work against you doing um Oh wow! It shoots like a it, it, it like it like charges up and then shoots the projectile. How's the ammo economy on this though? Oh, the reload is so sexy. It makes me think of the the colony. Okay, so you can have five with eight on reserve. It's another gun with bad ammo economy though. Why not have fifteen total so you have three total mags? I guess you could I guess you could change that with with perks. 
Um, I think if anything, drip feed content allows for allows for them to do cooler stuff with the lore, not less. Rusty, I think annual pass model is great for hobbyists and streamers, but it creates the fear of missing out uh, in the rest of us. With last word quest exclusive to the annual pass, do you believe Bungie is striking the right balance between annual pass content and free updates for Forsaken owners? Should last word of Thorn quest be available for all Forsaken owners? No, they shouldn't. No. If they're going to add new loot and they're going to add new loot that's at the level of an exotic, I think it's totally fine for that to be inside of monetized content. I think that's totally fine. I, I like this idea that you you paid $40 for Forsaken. I don't think you deserve anything else. I think Forsaken was substantive and full and gave you a ton. And I don't think you need anything else. I don't think you need anything else. I think they gave you plenty. Um I think they gave you plenty. I don't think you need exotics. I don't think you need any any other quests for free. I the the, the 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 campaign alone in Forsaken was 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 great. It was long. Then there was the raid. Then there was any of the strikes that they added. Then there was all of the the new the new uh, there was all the new stuff that you could get. All the new uh, loot. There's all the new the two new locations: Tangled Shore, Dreaming City. The trickled out content in the Dreaming City. Uh, don't forget to hold the trigger so the projectile tracks. So keep holding it is what you're saying. Oh yeah 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 okay okay yeah okay yeah it's pulling it down onto that server. I'm gonna try it on this guy uh, out there. Yeah, that's dope. This thing is fun. I'm glad I got it. So I don't think you... I don't think Forsaken shortchanged you to any degree enough to argue that you should be getting more now. More free stuff now. I think you've gotten... I think you've gotten more than enough. And the annual pass is structured to drip feed out the content... And I think they've done just that. They're delivering on that promise of less drought. And, you know, you don't you don't need anything else. And if you want anything else, pay for it. Like that's the way that's the way companies and games expand their expand their experiences. Um How high is low? Is there any hope left for the traveler if the last word quest has time gated steps? This is not a real... How is this a real question? Uh, don't ask douchey questions or we'll just ban you from Q&A. We'll just keep track record of people that submit questions like that. And if you're here, we'll just give you a 24. Like, that question made no sense. Uh, I'm Trencher. Do you think the last word quest will be time-gated? No, it's not. It's been... We already addressed that. It's been... Uh, it's been data-mined. The question here from RPG071. Do you think rather than Bungie time-gating content, they should keep all of the content based on character level progression, allowing all players to have something to look forward to? No, I think... But this is like when people ask, should they do more... Ooh, should they, that was a nice little multi. Should they do, you know, more questline exotics or less or whatever? I think there's room for all different types. I think there's room for time-gated stuff. I think there's there's room for questline exotics and RNG exotics. I think there's room for all of it. So, does it do damage over time as well? Is it applying like a big dot explosion? The Jotun? This thing is really, really nice. Hold a charge up a tracking shot that explodes and burns on impact. Yes, it does. Nice. 
This thing is super sexy. See, this is how you make a non-heavy exotic right here. This is how you do it, Bungie. Like, if you make a primary or a secondary exotic, the Jotun is the way you do it. Like, this is right. He's going to keep hiding. So, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm thoroughly enjoying this thing. <laughs> this is nice. Uh, don't worry, they'll nerf it. Nah, they won't. They're done, they're done nerfing stuff. Uh, Ice Cold, do you think uh, one of the main problems is that they hype up a weapon or an event just to have us find out it's time gated? Also, some of the time gates are kind of long. I mean, obviously, when you get people really excited about something and you say, yeah, hang on, it's that whole hurry up and wait, you know? Hurry up and wait. I, I think is is that is that like a, that's a is that a military thing? Hurry up and wait. I I don't know. We I, we, I always heard that growing up uh, from from one of my teachers. You know, get in here, hurry up and wait. And that was something that we always had to deal with in school. We would all hurry up and gather, and then we would sit around and wait. So yeah, I think there's an element of frustration there where people are like, "You got me super excited for this thing, and now I can't get the thing for another couple weeks." Uh, so maybe it's better if they're going to do time gated stuff they could give like a what if let's let's imagine it's not time gated okay it's not time gated but let's imagine that the last word quest was time gated okay if it was time gated i think that a good way to to announce that would have been to say hey uh at this at this date and time the quest starts and at this date and time the quest ends so people go in knowing they're like okay cool expectations set and met i I, i'm gonna start the quest this day i can anticipate getting the weapon and being done with everything on this day i think that'd be fine too when you're just sort of like i have no idea when this is going to be over i just keep logging in and doing the stuff and then eventually i'm going to be done i think that's when some people are like they get a little annoyed right they're like when am i when am i going to get the gun when is the when is the Thunderlord quest going to be over? You know, I think that's understandable for people to get a little more frustrated. Because um, it just is like this big dangling carrot, carrot of the unknown. And that can be, I think that can be frustrating. AG uh, Borakua says, Could there be a time-gated event that helps people uh, at some point after it ends? Oh, that can be available after it ends. Yeah, so let's think like Whisper of the Worm is, you know, a time-gated thing. You can only do it on the weekends. But, you know, you're saying, oh, maybe that should be available all the time. I don't necessarily know if we gain a whole lot by saying, hey, what if, what if you... Why is it not track? Do I have to ADS to get to track? I thought people were getting really good damage with the Jotun on the thing. It just doesn't seem to be tracking very well. I thought Milo was getting good damage with it. Maybe just on the legs? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's pretty good on the legs. Um, it was struggling. I just felt like it was struggling on the on the crit spot. It tracks the legs only? Okay. Yeah, this thing's fun. Uh, so, having something time-gated become available to everybody... I. I think there's pluses and minuses to that. If the Shattered Throne was suddenly available all the time, at what point do you think that's a fair move to make, right? There's times where it's like, no, the time-gated creates urgency. It creates intrigue and interest. When do you gut that? When is it okay to gut that? A month? I don't know. Um, So I think there can be times where you you could make a justifiable argument that... Hey, you know, it's time to open this up and just let everybody do this. 
right? I think there, I think there are times where that's, uh, that's acceptable. And I think sometimes like a month later, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe a month and a half, you know, or as this, maybe after the season rolls over, as soon as you get into the next season, anything time gated from season of, um, we go into season of the drifter, right? Right now we're in what season are we in a season of the forge? As soon as season of, of the drifter starts, anything time gated from the previous season should just be allowed to just be open. It's been, that's long enough, right? We're leaving, we're leaving that season behind. I think that's appropriate. So when you leave season of the drifter and you go into season of the shadow, anything time gated in season of the drifter should just become available. I would be totally fine with that. You know, that, that wouldn't, uh, that wouldn't bother me in the, in the least. Ruguru Boogaloo says, I understand the frustration with Timegate, but have people forgotten the D1 content droughts? Do you think Bungie is trying to mitigate going six months without content again, using Timegate as a source of drip feed? See, this is what I always try to remind people of. It's like, do you understand that in Destiny 1, we hit significant, significant periods of nothing? So when you get Dark Below or House of Wolves or Curse of Osiris or Warmind, Sure, you, I guess you can all we we can all clap and say bravo. We we got we got the content right away, but is that really worth it if the if the end result is some big long drawn out content drought, right? I I don't know. I I, I think if you want a game of service, content droughts completely great against the identity of a game of service where you're playing the game, it's like your hobby. Well, a content drought completely grates against that idea. It's it it doesn't it doesn't line up with a game that you're you're logging in and playing on a regular basis. So if that's the case, then I think there's a lot to be said for there's a lot to be said for 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 time-gated drip feed content being significantly better. I just don't know how you can argue I would rather blitz through the content in a month. I'd rather blitz through it all and then have nothing to do for four months instead of I play a couple hours every week, a couple hours every day because they keep trickling content out and I play virtually every week for every month. I play every week, every month. Now, you don't play every day maybe, right? You don't know life the game. You kind of can't. You Because it's drip feed, you're going to hit the ceiling faster, right? You're going to run out of content faster. That's totally, that's totally fine. But it, and as Dagnabbit Ben is saying, drip feeding makes the world feel more alive, right? There's not just like this, there's like this era of silence from the lore, right? It's like, well, nothing, we don't hear anything for six months. There is nothing to do. Everything's barren and boring. I, I'm not saying it's perfect, right? We don't really know what, what would be the perfect build for Bungie and to, you know, to take Destiny forward. I honestly think the perfect build for this game for would be open world, always online, dedicated servers with a subscription fee. But nobody's going to go for that, and they'd have to completely rebuild the game. You'd have to remake. You'd have to go back in time, right? Reinvent the entire game, and the subscription fee format wouldn't have gotten off the ground on consoles. So, if your choice is between I burn through everything in a month, and now I have to wait six months before I get anything else, and I do the same thing, if I have to choose between that and having new stuff to do very regularly and people are logging in every every month and every week, I think that's far superior to the other way. I think it's really, really hard to argue the alternative. 
it's really hard to argue the alternative other than just saying, no, I want it all now. You know, it's my content and I want it now. Like, that's essentially the gist of the argument. It's not an argument for value or player experience. Because it'd be tough, I think, to argue that blitzing for a month and playing nothing for five is not, that's not superior to playing rhythmically and regularly. But for smaller chunks of time. I don't know. That that's more in line with a game of service. A game as service, I'm sorry. Sneaky Sniper 100 says, "Do you think time gating content until the community as a whole uh is a good idea as long as it's not the only content Niobe Labs but didn't block the final forge?" Well, I mean, Niobe Labs wasn't time-gated. Niobe Labs was something that once somebody did it, it unlocked something. So, like, yeah, if you did, like, A, once the community does enough of this, or once the community does enough of that, it's going to unlock this thing. I think that could be fun. Once we run a million forges, and you you can track it at at Ada, you go check at Ada, she's got, like, a a little monitor or a screen next to her, and it tracks how many forges get run. Well, I mean, if they're tracking that and the community's all working on it, that could be pretty exciting to watch that number go up and you know, you're contributing to that number and then it unlocks some new event or some new piece of content. That could be pretty cool. You gotta be careful, though. Like, when it was Niobe Labs, I don't think they should have told us it unlocked the fourth forge. That should have been a total mystery. Nobody should have known what lied behind the door. Obviously, somebody would have... The guy that, like, glitched in would have given it away, right? There was some guy that, like, got into the forge and took a screenshot because he got, he got to glitch through the door. If, you know, that would have happened. But even still, the expectation of the community would not have been set. It was set. People were expecting to be able to jump in, like, oh, it's gonna... We're gonna have an event that unlocks the last forge. We're gonna be playing the last forge. And then that didn't happen, and people got really irritated. So... If anybody wants to add any more questions, feel free to submit now. We only have one left. That's fine. But if, you, if you've been holding on to a question, it doesn't have to be about time-gated content. It can be just about Destiny in general. But just hold your Anthem questions. We'll do those in a separate Q&A that will be happening uh, later in the stream and not right now. Kirkmania says, Do you think they show... You know, do you think that they show instead of time-gated RNG-based stuff, use achievement-based quest steps or, subje- or, or ob- objectives similar to the fusion rifle or breakneck quests? Also, love the triple stamp, double stamp reference. Thank you. The, I I think when it's it's time-gated mixed with RNG, that's when things get bad, right? That's when I think things get bad. If it is achievement-based or objective-based, like the pinnacle weapons then I don't think it matters. If, if you, if like, let's say, let's say for the breakneck, you had to do so many things that week in Gambit. And then after you did that, it said, you know, come back next week. Okay. Well, that's not that big of a deal. But if it's like, play Gambit all this week and hopefully get the meatball. And if you don't, then, um, if you don't get the meatball then you can't advance the quest. But if you get the meatball, then on Tuesday at reset, there's a new step for you. Well, that'd be kind of frustrating for people because if it doesn't happen for them, reset happens, and then they have another entire week where if they get the meatball three hours into reset on Tuesday, they're like, great, now I have to wait the entire week, right? So 
that is where I, I, I think they need to avoid that like the plague. Do not have RNG elements on top of time-gated elements because then I think you're potentially and unnecessarily frustrating people and not allowing them to just play through the mission and play through the content. Nate Wall says, do you think they will bring something similar to the Haunted Forest back? If so, how do you envision it? I think there's a lot of potential and I really enjoyed the Halloween event. I think the more they bring back containers like that, reimagine them and give us a loot grind, the better. I think Haunted Forest was a bit of a, it was a bit of a misstep and they could have made it better. They could have made it better and they didn't. Um, They just threw us two times in a row. They just threw us into a failing forge. Why would you ever match make anybody into a forge at zero seconds? They just did it to us twice in a row. Like, please, Bungie, please don't do something that is so obviously bad. Um, so, yeah, I think if they bring back reimagined, you know, Haunted Forest, uh, if they bring back a reimagined Escalation Protocol, if they bring back a reimagined Blind Well, th- these are these are pieces of content that especially blind well what a wasted piece of content i love the mechanic of harmony and and the moving and the boss fights and the rooms it's really really fun not a lot of reason to grind it i think blind well would be where i would set my sights reimagine blind well bounties weapon grind armor grind so that it's an intentional it's an intentional loot pursuit and not just a do it a couple times and get the offering and then you're done and then once you're max level you don't really feel the need to do the offering unless you're really chasing a specific gun roll and chasing a specific gun roll, it's really tough because by the time you get it all done, you might get a gun that you're completely uninterested in and then you're done for the week, right? So I think the blind well should each week have a weapon that's dropping, link link it to the boss, you know, a weapon that's dropping and an armor piece that's dropping and it just rotates with the bosses. So each week you can farm the blind well for a roll on a gun that you want. Steph Jordan, should Shattered Throne be moved to a more weekly rotation so there uh, is a title tied to it having three tries every three weeks is ridiculous. Uh, Yeah, that's another question we get a lot and I just think again, that's a misfire. They tried to give us titles and I think in the process of giving us titles, they accidentally created really unappealing design of some of them. It's like Dude, nobody wants to nobody wants to be grinding for a title and have it linked to RNG drops on a vanity item. You know? It's like a sparrow in a ship that everybody's always trying to get and they can't get them, and since they can't get them, they can't get the title. That again is you're tying time gated to RNG. And you you wouldn't care about the Shattered Throne showing up every three weeks if there wasn't something like that tied to it. It's because it's because it's tied to that that you get angry. You get angered by it. It's like then the only reason you're engaging with the content is to get that that RNG drop. And if you don't get that RNG drop, you gotta wait till the next time that it rolls around. So the recipe for frustration is when RNG and time gated stuff meet. It makes for player frustration. Four King Ruler. Uh, are they going to bring balance to Vision of Thorn or nerf into the Thorn? This quite I mean, what did you type half a question and decide to change it? You think they are going to bring a balanced Vision for Thorn or nerf into the Thorn? I, I, I think what you're trying to say is, is it going to come out and be a balanced gun out of the gate or are they going to nerf it down the line? I think is what you're trying to say. Um... A balanced version of the thorn or nerf like nerf it later um 
or a nerf version, right? Are you asking, is it going to be balanced or nerf, like, out of the door? This is this sentence is struggling. It's okay. Uh, I mean, in my mind, the thorn coming out and being balanced, would it... I, it's an exotic and it's the thorn. I, I, it coming out and being balanced, I, I don't expect that. I expect it to come out and be and be and be overpowered and complained about. I'm, I'm being serious. I'm being dead serious. I, in my mind, when I think of Thorn, I think of tears in trials and an imbalanced weapon. Now, I'm not saying they should just bring out weapons that are broken and stupid and like really frustrating for people, but it'd be really weird to bring back the Thorn and have it be like hyper, super balanced and to a certain extent maybe even like not that strong. Uh, so I would I would expect it I would expect it to be it would be more trending towards imbalanced than nerfed. No one's gonna celebrate! Yay, the thorns back! Yeah, I got mine. It's a weak piece of trash. They nerfed it into the ground, right? I I, I don't think that's gonna be a thing. Swagosaurus says, "Grats on getting your Jotun." Second, do you think trying uh, tying gear behind PvP or PVE strictly keeps players from doing it and limits people? I mean, obviously, if you want a 1K Voices or you want, you know, a Whisper of the Worm, if you want, you know, a piece of gear that lands, if you're getting killed by the Jotun in PvP, you got to try and get one from your powerful frames in, you know, in the Forge, in the Bergusia Forge. So, that having things that are strictly dropping from one side of the game has been a consistent point of frustration for people for a long time. They're like, I don't want to go do that content. I don't want to go do that thing and I I don't have a problem with that I mean you have to have pockets of the game that have you doing different things and caring about different things and that's part of it and if that's the case you know if, if I wanted a Claymore if I wanted a Not Forgotten or a you know or a Luna's I gotta grind for it I gotta go into that side of the game that I don't like going into and if that's the case then you've created pockets of investment for people. You know, every game does that. If you want the really, really good stuff, if you want to you want to chase the good stuff, they create content that you have to go into that you might not normally go into. If you could just do a public event over and over and over again, and essentially that public event just eventually spit out everything that you need, that really hurts the game's vibrancy. You have to have, I think, you have to have that element of like, I am chasing this, and it is in this section. I want, you know, the 1K voices, I'm running raids, etc. Instead of instead of it just, you know, oh, yeah, I can drop anywhere, just randomly. Um, I don't know. I think that hurts. I think that hurts the game more than it helps it. Azuma Kazuma, do you feel that the new games coming out uh, this year affected Bungie's decision to move to drip feed? Uh, they knew roughly when Anthem and Division came out and they tried to avoid them before dropping content. No, I mean, this was planned well in advance. If you go watch that vid doc and how they had it all slated and planned out, I don't think they were looking at the, I don't think they were looking at the, the calendar and saying, oh no, we better go to drip feed. Their argument and their and their and their outlook on it was pretty simple. It's pretty simple. We don't want drought anymore. 
We don't want content drought. Now, a thread of that discussion might be something as simplistic as, well, there's a, there's a lot of games coming out next year, and droughts could be very bad for us in conjunction with other games coming out. We've got to have something that's pulling players back in. But I don't think they had like a panic attack where they're like, oh my gosh, call a meeting. Division and Anthem are both coming out, you know, quarter one of 2019. We better figure out what the frick we're gonna do. But they might have said quarter one is a bit is a bit full. And drip feed content is going to protect and insulate our player base a little bit more because people are going to feel that pull and that interest to come back. And I even said I thought maybe Season of the Drifter was going to be a little bit weaker as an injection because um, because they knew this quarter was going to be quarter one was going to be really really full and the summer wouldn't be as full. So I, I I predicted that Penumbra would be the biggest of the three and that the smallest of the three would be Joker's Wild. Um, and that's likely to become true since there's since Joker's Wild is the only one without a raid, right? So, Trevster, sorry if this has been spoken to, but what if they changed a five dollar monthly uh, increase content? I feel people would. Um, oh wow, I'm just shooting shots off in the air. I feel people would play this as an MMO but get upset when content isn't constant. The only way you're going to get away with the subscription fee is if the amount of content you're delivering warrants it. I don't think currently like the annual pass and what we've been getting, I don't think that would work for a subscription fee. I don't think it's substantive enough. Uh, I think that you would need to do a whole lot more than what we're getting if you're going to try and tell people they got to pay a subscription fee. Um... I mean, the annual pass is kind of a subscription fee in its own way, and if you're gonna if you're gonna go beyond that and say no, there's there's a there's a monthly fee you can pay to get Destiny content regularly, then man, that that content better never stop, and it better be legit, or people are gonna be like, what did I pay for? You know, that's one of the main problems with the subscription fee is until people really could kind of see the light about how much content they'd be getting or how much value and increase it would add. I think a lot of people would just out of hand be like, no, this is money hungry. This is quote unquote greedy. You guys are just trying to rip me off instead of saying, maybe it's going to empower them to give me much bigger and better content. You know, it would have to be proven before people would even bite. And even then I I'm telling you, I really, really do. I think consoles, I think consoles are always going to struggle to motivate people to purchase and pay for a subscription fee. It's just a different player base. It's a different mindset. So. Dagnabbit Ben says, Do you think drip feed would appease more people if it also made old content somewhat relevant again? Like, what if the forges changed or modified the public events near them on the given places and, uh, and tied them to a new forge in some way? Right, I mean, bringing back old content, repurposing it and reusing it, we already kind of touched on this in another talk. I think there's a lot of room for that, whether it's Blind Well, Escalation Protocol, what they did with the Haunted Forest. These are ways that I think you can say, okay, here is here is a here's a repurposed piece of content in the drip feed so that there's always kind of something fresh happening. I think that's a great way to get more capital out of what they developed, which is why I've argued for the NPCs on all the planets and those old loot pools to be brought forward, a bounty system put in place, and you could be grinding each planet if you want different items and different roles and just chasing it down. If you really think the chess piece, the gauntlets, or the helmet from IO looks sexy, you could you could you could farm for that whatever week is going on, right? If the week 
is is gauntlets and you really really want them you just grind all week for gauntlets and hope for a certain role that's intentionality and grind and it's repurposing old content that's literally sitting on the shelf all that gear existed in destiny at the worst time in the destiny franchise year one of destiny 2 was so bad and so much cool looking content so much good content is just sitting there and that's there's nothing happening with it and i think that's sad so uh madanagi says what about this idea for the forge ada outside of the main forge weapons what if you could forge normal legendaries like the go figure of your choice for example i want to farm for a god roll go figure i go uh to the go figure frame and, and from ada and i forge it after completing the steps so you're saying I basically can just go to Ada and say, let me forge a go figure. And after a certain amount of time, it spits a rollout. Um, my only concern here is it feels like you're dressing up. Well, no, it would be like what we're doing now. I'm doing it over and over again. and I'm getting a certain weapon. So, yeah. I, I could see them doing that. That kind of touches on what I just said. I don't want reforging, though. Reforging is so problematic, but as long as it was a bounty system and grinding for a random roll, that's not reforging. You're, you're, you're pursuing the weapon roll, right? You're putting in the time, getting a drop. You're not just standing in the tower and consistently having it spit out a, a gun. So as long as it was tied to behavior and forging the way we do it now, I would have no problem with them doing that to give you and any player intention, intention uh, intentionality toward the gear that they want. So, Rock Leo, what do you think of all these high end? Uh, what do you think of all these high end content having the Nightfall Escalation Protocol treatment, where the more you do them, the closer you get to getting the thing you want? Uh, the more Ada dailies you do, the better chance for the rare bounty. Yeah, I think the Nightfall. I think that Nightfall RNG should apply to a lot of things. The Anarchy, you know, uh, grenade launcher. If every week you're running the Scourge you should have a better chance than me like if you if you've been running scourge every week trying to get that 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 anarchy grenade launcher and i go in there and and my second time i get it that's essentially what happened with typhoon trav his second time running last wish he he got a he got the you know the 1k voices and somebody that's been in there every week running it three times a week that's really irritating for those people it's like dude i've been in here trying my butt off and you tried twice and got it um so the rng getting smarter over time i think would be a smart play you just when you think of end game content and you also think of games with grind the last thing you want to do as a developer is make people feel like they're wasting their time right if that's if that's your your game's identity each week that it, you go without a 1k it, I think there's. I think you stretch people beyond the breaking point. They're like, dude, it's been long enough. Just give me one, right? You don't. I don't know. You don't need to make people wait forever. And the relevancy of the content goes down. So then people don't want to raid. So then nobody wants to raid with you. So then you're not able to even try because people kind of move on. The Masked Man. Do you think we'll see more forge weapons added in the future? I think that they would be cool to have drip feed. Uh, new armory weapons. They could do that, or I think they're going to drip out different radiances. I think the radiance that adds damage is just the beginning. Um, I don't think that's the end of the matter. I think they're going to. I think they're going to potentially do more with it. Um, we got kicked out because of maintenance. No worries. I I think they're going to do more with it. 
it's weird to have a currency and to buy uh, and to buy those. Why am I buying the radiances if it's always the same radiance? You know what I'm saying? So I, I think they're going I think they're gonna change it and have more radiances available. And again, any any NPC could get that treatment. Any NPC could get the treatment where they suddenly have weapons for you to grind, bounties for those weapons, bounties for you know, bounties for the armor pieces and stuff. I think any any NPC could have those investment paths added to them and that would be good. I keep coming back to the old fashioned. I would love to grind for a really perfect old fashioned that's suited around my playstyle. I would love to be able to do that. Mythological figure. Is it unrealistic to expect developers to create enough content to satisfy a heavily invested player? Isn't drip feed and time gating the solution developers use to limit deliverables? Yeah, but you gotta think about what you're asking for, right? Think about what you're asking for. Thank you for the brand new Prime sub. They killed Panda. I appreciate it. And I think I missed Little Book 41's nine month resub. And then Navy Penguin with a 34 month resub. Thank you so, so much. Um, thank you so, so much. I come back to your stream to stay connected to your info. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm back in the game, by the way. Was that the, was that maintenance? Is that all it took? I don't understand. So, yeah, I think there's a, the, the idea that they could create enough content for you to just blister through, um, I think is, I don't know. I, I do. I think it's unrealistic. I'm just going to delete this frame so I don't accidentally save it and complete it and mess up my frames for the week. I, I, you, it's, it's just clear at this point. It's clear at this point. The amount of time it took to build Tomb Raider, Horizon Zero Dawn, Uncharted, okay? These are games that you put in anywhere from 20 to, if it's a really exhaustive game like Assassin's Creed Odyssey or Origins, you can put in easily, you know, 70 to 100 hours, but then you're done, right? You're done. You can only replay the existing things in those games. If you want to go beyond the 100 hours that maybe you got out of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, if you want to go beyond that 100 hours, you just have to replay everything that's there, right? And if they add DLC, that's going to have a time limit on it too. You're going to burn through that. So when you have a game like Destiny land and you take three characters through the campaign, through the grind, level them up, get them gear, get them to max level, and you hit similar player number thresholds of like, oh, I hit 100 hours before I really got to the end game content loop. Of course, when you get to that point, you're going to run out of stuff to do. You put in so much, you put in the same amount of time you would put in any other game, if not more. And now it's time to, to rerun content and something that goes hand in hand with that part and parcel to the identity of a game as service game, a game that you play as a hobby is drip feed, right? And someone in chat saying even Assassin's Creed Odyssey adopted drip feed episode format, right? They, they trickled out their, their pieces of the expansion. I, you know, and, and, and a really good point being made in chat is no game is endless. Even Fortnite combats player fall off with sheer numbers. Or they just completely throw insanity in the game just to get people to come back. Fortnite, this is what people don't realize. Fortnite uses their tournaments as a billboard for the game. And that is why they make their pro scene angry on purpose. It is manufactured PR. Oh, there's a tournament coming up? Let's throw an insane sword in the game. Oh, there's a tournament coming up? Let's throw a boombox in the game. It's not an accident. 
that is how they reinvigorate the player base because your big billboard players are like I can't believe they added a sword what they added a sword I can't believe they added a boombox before this tournament which tournaments have increased viewership increased exposure and you get tons of people talking about the items that just got added to the game they're utilizing their tournaments to be a billboard for the game because that's how you get people to come back in that's how they reinvent the game that, it's, a, it's a similar thing with drip feed content in a, in, a, in a game like Destiny or if they do drip feed in Anthem you have to do something rhythmically to pull people back in because if not, if you just give them everything, they're going to treat it like Tomb Raider, they're going to treat it like Horizon Zero Dawn or any other game, linear burn through it and then you're done, there is no loop, there is no coming back you grind for the stuff that you want and then you're done one of the things that Anthem is doing so well that Destiny needs to consider is the difficulty spectrum. Why am I grinding for really dope gear? Well, when you get really dope gear, now you can go increase difficulty. Why would I want to increase difficulty? You get doper gear more often. Why would I want to do that? You can raise the difficulty again. You can really, really stack yourself to the rafters, and the mechanism by which you do that is the difficulty tiers. That, that would be something that would serve Bungie or any game of service because it, you, you give people a spectrum and a, an incentive to keep playing beyond the initial linear completion or I'm done with everything or I have pretty good loot. Not yet, you don't. Look at this guy over here. Look at what he's got. Look at what he's doing. Look at how strong he is. Oh, well, I would like to be that strong too. NA's back up. I switched back to NA. I'm fairly certain I switched back to MA, right? Yeah, th- this is this is my this is my friends list for NA. So, drip feed is fine. It's there. It's not reasonable to expect to play a game day after day, week after week, month after month because you spent thirty dollars for for an annual pat or, or for a DLC, or you spent forty dollars on Forsaken. It just that's just going to happen. And resets in seven minutes, so whenever the game is back up and the quest line can be initiated and started, I will end this Q&A session and we will jump into the last word quest. So don't go anywhere if you want to see the info on the last uh, last word quest. KH Barry. By the way, if you're enjoying this content, please click follow. That's a free way to support my stream. Just click the little heart button. That'll mean that you don't miss out on my content. I do do this content in Destiny and in Anthem. Yesterday was a really, really good time. We're going to do the same thing in Division. I want to give you a content hub so that you can come and get interaction and good value and you're not going to miss out if you're following the channel what are your thoughts on previewing weapons like thorn and letting the community know about them would you rather this be a secret like whisper of the worm oh it's tough man whisper was a really really cool surprise but they can't always dial in and rely on youtube and twitch streamers to be their marketing like i think there is room to say hey everybody we're gonna add this exotic and everyone's like what? And then you see the trailer and like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Oh, and everybody freaks out. Like, I think there's a time and a place for that. With Dream Free content, you kind of have to put the bat signal in the sky sometimes and say, hey, uh, just so you guys know, we're adding the last word. I, they're going to bring back Galahorn in September, I think. Like, I think they're going to they're going to reinvigorate whatever whatever big content they have planned for September or beyond. I think they're going to use Galley. Galley has so much pull and power. I guarantee you they're keeping Galley in their pocket as like a secret weapon. Nate Walls. Do you think uh, the new Golden Gun is going to be a good change? Uh, it would be nice to use something other than Blade Barrage as a, as much as I love that super. I don't know. I, it feels like they've really built it for PvP though. 
I'd have to try it. I'd have to try it in... Is there going to be an update to download? Let me back out and see if there's an update to download. I'd have to try it in PvE and see if there's sensible places to use it. Like in the forges, in the forges when you're when you're getting kind of buried in orange bars and majors, um, I I think that that sometimes is a is a time to to say, okay, I can go golden gun, bam, 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 bam. Especially the new force, Bergusia, you're not really using blade barrage on the boss. So you might be able to really feed your super. Well, that's the thing, though, is getting a shot gets a shot. So it's six total shots, right? You can shoot it, or is it 12 total shots? Yeah, it's 12 for the six shooter. As long as you land a kill, you get a shot back. So it's 12 total shots, right? I I can see that being good, but then I also feel like Blade Barrage with... with Shards of Galanor is so stupidly strong and it's faster. I kill ads faster, probably maybe even more. I may, maybe I'm not going to kill 12 ads, but then I get my super back quicker than you. Uh, so I would only worry that like I'm going to shoot a servitor and not going to kill. You know, I'm I'm going to shoot a servitor and I'll, there's no I didn't get a kill. That'd be my concern is if you shoot something a little too tanky, it's going to throw the whole rhythm and the value off. Egg roll ghost. If I buy the DLC, do I need anything to do before the last word? Open forge? I don't know. I don't think so. I think the quest lines just take you into uh, a lot of different areas, and then in, then you end up in then you end up in PvP for some of it. Um, so, BWF glow. Why do you think they haven't time gated exotic armor? Uh, it has only been weapons so far. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I can't think of a really good reason why they've done it. I know weapons are weapons are a little bit more influential over your gameplay because most of your gameplay is gunplay. So even as influential as Orpheus rigs or Shards of Galanor, even as influential as those items are, I think that guns are still the primary mechanism by which you engage in combat. That's the big difference between this game and Anthem. Anthem is abilities-based. Destiny is gun-based. So guns naturally just land on what you're doing far more often because they're feeding you ammo on the ground you know you're that's what that's the that's the way you're killing most of the ads most of the enemies you're fighting you know how many bosses do you kill in a day versus how many trash ads do you kill in a day right bosses tend to be where the supers and the land and exotic armor tends to land on supers except for like uh one-eyed mask obviously but evil uh, evil clown this is for Anthem. Do you think I'm gonna skip it? I said to, I said to submit questions for Anthem during Anthem's Q and A. Uh, Jackenstein, what are your thoughts on World of Warcraft's loot style, where ex- uh, where on exotic drops at the end of a forge, then the raid leader gives out the gear? That doesn't have a place in Destiny. I think that has a place in World of Warcraft. So I think it's always dangerous to take something from another game that's sort of part of its identity and try and slam it into another. I, I don't think that kind of belongs. Uh, in Destiny. I keep checking for an update. I'm not getting one. I don't know. I thought there was an actual update today because they said the patch getting pushed out is making these changes. So I assume I have to download something. I'm not just going to boot up. I don't think it's like a hotfix that they do back end. I think it's an actual patch. Um, so I don't want to take that would like I'll give you an example. I, the, the, the Rift system and the Season system in Diablo we took part of that. Seasons. 
but the rift system wouldn't necessarily well it might i'm going to disagree with myself but like that doesn't always work the rift system would come over to destiny and it would land on the game in a different way getting loot and distributing it to people you know like, oh you want a 1k voices yeah here you go um i don't necessarily think that is I don't, I don't think that's like the best way to do it. The update already went out. What's the update number? Because I'm 2.1.3.0. I'm 2130. What are we getting today? Because it's 15 minutes of maintenance either way. Um, Matrix says, Sorry if this has been asked, but how do you feel about Cosmo telling us they have no plans to take cores out of Infusion? Um, oh yeah, 214. Yeah, so I don't have the update yet. Um, I Listen... Cosmo said there's no there's there's currently no plan to change it, right? That's not what they're focusing on. And I think I understand that. I think they're going to reassess enhancement cores before the next season. That could be something that lands with Season of the Drifter. Hey, a quality of life update that's coming with Season of the Drifter for everybody since there's another power jump, you no longer need enhancement cores for infusion. Right now, it's not a front-burner issue. It'll be a front-burner issue when they say, Welcome to Season of the Drifter, another 50 levels awaits you. And priming grams are dropping more often. And you're getting bigger jumps from, you know, milestones. They're making leveling a little bit easier and a little bit faster. Well, if they do that, then you're infusing more often. So, if if they do that, then you're you're gonna need to speak to that that inquiry and question from the community is what about enhancement cores? Like we talked about it yesterday. Eugene said it. I'm doing it. We're saving our enhancement cores. We're not masterworking our items. And the reason we're not masterworking our items is because we know there is a level jump on the way. Infusion is on the way. Thanks, babe. And we're saving our enhancement cores because you have a mixed economy. It, it's 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 so stu- it's so stupid. So I would anticipate them doing something with the with the seasonal change. Jack and Steins, what are your thoughts on a world record? I already answered this. Uh, e voided. Do you think EA can sustain content without PvP? That's what we're talking about today. The anthem discussion hasn't happened yet, so wait. Th- wait hold those questions, boys. Uh, and girls, Sheaf55 what do you think on weapons with story on them? I mean, you play a cool part in the story too, like get a special weapon from an exo or a leg uh, and you can do it one at a time, but it's a fun story to build the gun I've actually always liked uh, quests where we build guns, I've always thought that was cool when you see the pieces and the parts and you get hints about, you know, what why it was created and who created it and what I think that would be, I, I can get behind that I really could, um it always disappointed me in games where you you put together... Wasn't that in Borderlands where you get all the pieces for a mission to build a gun, but then it doesn't give you a gun? It's just a mission that, like, gives you XP? I'm pretty sure there was a mission like that in Borderlands 2 that really disappointed me. I thought we were going to be building, like, some amazing gun that I was going to use for a long time, and it was either, like, a, just a generic rifle, or, like, by the time you finished the quest, you were stronger than the level of the rifle. There was something like that in Borderlands 2 that annoyed me. You went and searched for all the pieces, and it ended up being something so inconsequential. So, yeah, I like when you, you have you have missions and things where you, uh, you get to 
put to get you know get the pieces and seek them out zethor do you think destiny 2 is suited for a player who doesn't play pvp yes more people play pve every single day than pvp close to 900,000 people played pve yesterday and about 600,000 played pvp it's it, that's been the pattern for four years that's not changing anytime soon and if you look at the director i can't show you the director right now Everything on the map is PvE. All the planets, all the activities, and you got one hopper for PvP. One. That's it. So I don't I don't think um I don't think you would ever feel like, oh my gosh, I I have to I have to play PvP. I'm not saying six hundred K isn't a lot. What I'm saying is more people have a totally fine time playing primarily PvE, and the game delivers to you way more pve content than pvp so you're never going to feel like i need to go play pvp i'm I, I i there's nothing left to do there are way more activities and way more grind in the pve side of the game it's 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 quantitatively undeniable just when you look at the director right how many maps and game modes are there and then just look at everything else in the game everything else in the game is this big giant huge tower and then pvp is like this little factory with a couple of game modes and some maps and that's pretty much it so i'm not saying pvp isn't there if you want to play it it just you wouldn't you'll feel just fine never touching it i never touch it i barely touched it in the four years i've played uh destiny and i've never once been like man i am missing out (laughs) i've never felt that pull uh grand goru would you like a return of the exotic class armor would it be a good idea um i mean the only the only pushback i would give to this is that nobody would probably you probably wouldn't wear it right you probably wouldn't wear it It, because the exotics the exotic armor in the game is so stupidly strong am i really going to take off shards of galanor so i can wear an exotic cloak that cloak would have to i don't even what would it do you know I, so if they if they did exotic marks I almost feel like you'd have to say they don't count as armor but then that'd be confusing for people well I can have two exotics equipped you know um, you quite often get funneled into PvP because of clan bounties clan bounties do not matter in the grand scheme at all like you don't really need them to level up I mean I guess when you're leveling I can see what your your point is but the the host of things you can do in a given week to level up if you save that for the very end you might not even get to the point where you can do them you'll run out of time it'll be Tuesday right so what exactly does one-eyed mask do the person that the last enemy that previously damaged you gets marked they take more damage and when you kill them you get an overshield uh, Dagnabbit Ben regarding difficulty select an anthem coming to destiny personally I don't like it simply because there is no new excitement versus like wow raid difficulties or even mythic dungeons there are new mechanics uh, it's an entirely different experience which is why I miss prestige modes I wish strikes had that I think you're on to something I mean they could definitely do normal they could do easy normal hard and then you could say here's the the, the, and then they could do mechanical changes right there were mechanical changes to you know a lot of the uh, that was what made King's Fall Spectrum so good right King Falls the, the, the King's Fall I'm downloading the update right now by the way guys and we'll read the patch notes King's Fall's update the, the, the update to the hard was so so good it really was it it had this it had this feeling of there's a huge difference between it there's a huge difference between like 
the the spectrum like what you're doing there was there was a clear there was a clear shift and change you know that happened and you know i i there was like they dialed everything back for normal and then they ramped it back up for uh for hard i thought that was a really really great spectrum and how they did it i'm trying to find the notes i know you guys put it in chat but i wanted to put it on screen um, did they tweet it out? I'll see if they tweeted it out. We got one more question here, and then we'll read the patch notes. We'll end Q&A and read patch notes. Do you think Black Armory's story is going to tie into the other story later, or is this the last we're going to see of Ada? I feel like they'll tie it in. I feel like it's all going to be tied in. I feel like they are going to keep it keep it going, just like I don't think we're done with Callus. Um... I don't think we're done with Callus either. I think there's definitely more to his story what we might even see in Penumbra. Um, so it, there, there's 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 more going on. There's more going on than we've we've seen with Callus. So they could bring in Ada again. So we're gonna read the patch notes. Don't go anywhere, guys. We're gonna read the patch notes and then we'll start the last word quest. So don't go anywhere. But I'm gonna end Q and A for the podcast. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live. Twitch.tv/slash Say No to Rage. I'm probably live right now. So look up Say No to Rage. Come in and hang out with us. As of with all of my content, I appreciate you watching and listening. Please like, share, and subscribe.